Good evening. Because we can't gather tonight for our typical darkening service, we're going to consider the death of Christ together in a different way than in years past. I'm going to lead us through a reading and a prayer and communion and a song, and then that will be our time together tonight. Uh, we usually have the benefit of the darkness, the level of the light changing, so things get progressively darker, and that helps us uh, to go in our minds to that night when Jesus was crucified. Tonight, I'll ask you to employ your imagination and to try with your mind's eye to see the spiritual and the physical darkness that surrounded Jesus on that, the darkest of nights. Um, I pray, hope that this is an encouragement to you and your family. Um, pray that it's something that helps to hold us together, even though we're separate. Help us pray that we would um, just remember what Christ has done for us and remember how much he loves us, and remember that the destiny of the church is not to be separate, but to be together, to be one, and to dwell with Christ. Why don't we pray, and then we'll get started. Lord, we're so thankful for Jesus. We're thankful for the cross and the resurrection. Tonight, help us to remember the things that Jesus bore for us, to remember how he suffered in our place. Give us hope, Lord, because we know that the story does not end in darkness. Amen. I'm going to do a reading now called The Service of Shadows. Wherever Jesus went, the shadows around him seemed to give way. On the mountains and in the synagogues, in a humble home or in the shadow of the temple, wherever he was, it was as if the curse of humanity was no more. The crippled rose and walked, and the blind found their sight. Demons fled from their human habitations. Crooked money changers, money changers lost their crooked prophets. The words of Jesus, the truth, left the proud speechless and lifted the humble up to glory. Many hated Jesus because of this. They tried to ruin him, even kill him, but he did not allow it. As he went about his father's business, Jesus knew that one day he would have to make the ultimate sacrifice to redeem his bride but not until that hour would he let the darkness close in for good. On the night that the hour came, Jesus was in a familiar setting for dramatic events in the Bible, a garden. Scripture tells us that as Jesus pleaded with his father and sweat blood, drops of blood in the agonizing knowledge of what was to come, Satan himself possessed one of Christ's disciples. And this disciple agreed to sell Jesus's life for a delight to the eyes, 30 pieces of silver. Judas led a band of soldiers and officials to capture Jesus as if he were a robber. When he saw this, Jesus said, when I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me, but this is your hour and the hour of darkness. For the first time, Jesus did not prevent the power of darkness from taking him. He did not resist, but willingly gave himself to a mob that would falsely accuse, humiliate, and murder him. Why? Jesus knew that he had to fall beneath another shadow, this one darker and more difficult than anything men could inflict, the shadow of the curse of God. After Adam's rebellion in the garden, when he betrayed the Lord in exchange for a delight to his eyes, Mankind and all the universe fell under a shadow, a death curse. It was Christ's mission to do what no one else could do, 
break the curse and redeem his children forever. It is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Because of the hardness of our hearts, that was our fate, to fall short of the law and to receive our penalty. Jesus' heart was not hard. His deeds were not evil. He knew nothing but obedience. And yet to redeem us, he bore the punishment of God and suffered in our place. For it is also written, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse. After Jesus was led away from the garden, he suffered all the physical and emotional pain that the world could inflict. He was falsely accused and convicted. And then he was tortured and crucified. And then he endured the greatest tragedy imaginable and accomplished the miraculous. The Son of God drank the cup of his Father's wrath, and he was abandoned by his Father, and he was murdered. In a moment, Jesus redeemed us once and for all. The great transaction occurred, wrath to the innocent and righteousness to the unrighteous. The veil in the temple that separated us from the presence of God was torn, and the only one who deserved the light of blessing felt the darkness of the curse all so that we could be forgiven and become the children of God. And so that all of creation could be redeemed from the curse. After this happened, the ground shook and the light faded. A Roman soldier looked around in wonder and said, Truly, this man was the son of God. The darkness was complete. Jesus was dead. I want to read the 22nd Psalm as a prayer tonight. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and you were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man. Scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Yet you who took me from the womb, you who made me trust you at my mother's breasts, on you I cast, on you was I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like ravaging and roaring lions. I am poured out like water, and all of my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. 
and you lay me in the dust of death. For dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them, and from my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the thorns of the wild oxen. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. All who fear you will praise you. All the offspring of Jacob will glorify you. Stand in awe of you, all the offspring of Israel. For you have not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. And you have not hidden your face from him, but you have heard when he cried to you. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will perform there before those who fear him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May our hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to you, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to you, the Lord, and you rule over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth eat and worship. Before you now shall bow all who go down to the dust, even the one who could not keep himself alive. Posterity shall serve him. It shall be told of the Lord in the coming generation. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn, that he has done it. Let's take communion together now. Um, Eating this bread and this wine as one body is an ordinance given to the body of Christ to help us remember. And that's really what communion is about. It is about remembering the death of Christ for us, that we would not forget what has been accomplished, that we would not turn away from him. The Lord gave us not merely words to speak, but also physical reminders of his body and his blood. And tonight, of all the nights of the year, is one to remember Jesus' body being broken, his side being pierced, a whip cracking over him and tearing his flesh. It was not a metaphorical experience, not something that was merely symbolic, but a real beating of his physical body that he gave for us. And his, uh, his blood, his actual blood was shed for us. And these things are a reminder that Jesus was our sacrifice. This is what Paul said in 1 Corinthians. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's take it together. Remember Jesus, his body broken, his blood shed 
all for us. crucify my Lord were you there when they crucify my Lord sometimes it causes me to tremble were you there when they crucify my Lord Were you there when they nailed him to a tree? Were you there when they nailed him to a tree? Sometimes it causes me to tremble. Were you there when they nailed him to the tree? Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Sometimes I feel like shouting glory. Were you there when they laid When they crucified my Lord, were you there when they crucified my Lord? Sometimes it causes me to tremble. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Lord, I pray you'd help us to remember. Help us never to forget what you've done. Help us to remember your hands and your feet and your cry to your Father. Why have you forsaken me? All that the darkness that swallowed you would not ultimately swallow us, but we would have a path through you to glory and to light as we dwell with you forever. Help us to be thankful to be filled with adoration for what you have done. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord be with you and your families. We'll see you as soon as possible. Amen.